Meet Yelp for Restaurants. Not the software company, but the people who love restaurants so much they formed a team dedicated to our industry. Before Catherine joined the customer success team, she managed the modern in New York. Yeah, that modern. Before Julia joined the team, she worked at Oshaval in Chicago for half a decade. Yelp is for restaurants because our people are restaurant people. Meet the new Yelp at restaurants.yelp.com forward slash podcast. Now here we go. What are you bringing to the world? Is it truly needed? And then do you have the passion to do everything you need to do to fill that need, which we all know as restaurateurs is a lot. So make sure you understand, hey, the world needs this and I'm ready to bring it to the world and then go for it. Welcome to Full Comp, a show offering insight into the hospitality industry, featuring restaurateurs, thought leaders, and innovators, served up on the house. You are in for a treat today. The conversation you're about to hear was one of the most educational experiences I've had since starting the show. TK Pillen is not of our industry, but that has resulted in him creating a blockbuster concept by taking a different approach to restaurant operations and marketing. Today, he unpacks the strategies he used to scale Veggie Grill National. Yeah, I started my career in technology, went to MIT undergrad and worked in computer systems. I got my MBA, started an e-commerce development firm in the mid-90s. So I had a good run during the first wave of the internet boom and managed it through the downturn. Sold out completely in 2004 and had a blank slate on what I wanted to do next. Always had a passion for health and wellness. My uh, mother was a registered dietitian, holistic practitioner, grew up in India, had a foodist medicine background, and I was looking at what was going on with the country and all of the health issues that we're having and knew that food could be a solution rather than the dependence on pharmaceuticals that was really starting to permeate. And so I wanted to create a business that would help lead the country in the right direction. Uh, I didn't know what that business was, but that was the high-level goal. And through just playing with a lot of different thoughts that went through my mind, because I had a blank slate, it was the first time I wasn't working since college. So it's kind of figuring out, well, how do you figure out what to do next, right? So uh, I had to get into a routine in terms of, okay, let me start reading and looking at ideas. And my cooking skills are pretty low still. but So I ate out a lot and I tried to eat healthy. And I always struggled. Anything that was convenient, I didn't feel good about, whether it was pizza or a quick burger or even Subway was kind of the healthy choice at the time, back in 2005, my healthy choice. Right. <laughs> a turkey sub was my healthy choice at the time, and I thought it was healthy, but never ended up feeling great about it, got tired of it. And so one thing led to another. I said, you know, it actually happened when I was reading an article in the LA Business Journal about the 10 largest franchises in LA County, and they were all QSRs focused on pizza and burgers and Subway. And I was like, well, can't there be something better that's actually delicious, healthy, and convenient? Really combine the health, the convenience, and something you enjoy eating? And so that kind of was the initial thought bubble. Like, hey, can this exist? And so I started looking at that. So that was the foundation. And 
one thing led to another. I really started diving into, could I bring this to life? I visited every healthy restaurant I could find. And through that journey, I discovered a couple vegan restaurants that I thought had really good food. That was the second light bulb. It's like, wow, this food actually tastes great. And they were serving, this was 2005. So these meat alternatives were just starting to take shape. And they had a few of them that they were making. And I was like, hmm, when you put these in, in a burger and sandwich, it's convenient, tastes great. This could be the solution because I was looking for something I could scale. I wasn't a chef, so I wasn't, I didn't want something that was going to be a one location chef driven restaurant, which obviously are great and have a great value in this world. But I wanted something that was repeatable, you know, could really deliver this value I was trying to create in the world across multiple locations. And so these sandwiches and burgers with these meat alternatives seem like, hey, that could be the solution. And so I started doing more research on that. I wasn't a vegetarian at the time, but my mother was. and She always told me to reduce uh, my meat intake. And so I started diving into research around plant-based foods. Again, 2005, it was just coming out. There's a research paper by the American Dietetic Association that talked about the fact that you get all your nutrients to be healthy through a vegan diet, which was in question before that, and reduce your chance of several major diseases, including heart disease and different forms of cancer. And another book called The China Study had just come out that laid out some compelling data. So it was enough data that I decided to try it myself. So I became plant-based and within three months, I lost 20 pounds. My cholesterol went from over 200 to under 140. My energy was back in the gym. I was getting cut up a little bit again. I was a college athlete back uh, and I was starting to get back to where I was in my early 20s where I was, I was 37 at the time. So I really became a big believer in the benefits of plant-based foods and that, hey, plant-based foods are an extremely healthy way to eat and they can be the solution if you package them up in the right way in the form of these burgers and sandwiches to solve this problem I was trying to solve. And luckily, I was able to bring on some great partners to help me bring the restaurant to life. And I put all of my effort on the front-end consumer experience. How do we bring this to life in a way that's going to resonate with consumers? Well, you're a smart guy and you're well-read. And so I'm very curious, what did you think you knew that other people didn't? Because you're an outsider in the industry. You're coming into it with fresh eyes. But you had to see the failure rate, which has been pretty consistent for decades now, right? So not only are you going super niche, but you're also entering into an industry with an incredibly high failure rate. So how did you walk into the situation with confidence? Yeah, well, uh, I think uh, there's a common saying that uh, sometimes not knowing things is good. good. I certainly didn't know firsthand how the restaurant industry is. But what I did have and what led me to give this a shot was the passion. Passion for the benefits of plant-based foods, passion for the opportunity to solve that problem of delicious, healthy, convenient food. And also the third piece of the passion was as I started diving into plant-based foods and learned about the health side and experienced them for myself, I also learned about the environmental destruction of factory farming along with the treatment of animals. And so that really, I think, was the third kind of what tipped the scales to say, you know, we could do so much good by showing people how delicious plant-based foods could be. There's a 
big opportunity to basically try to do what Starbucks did for specialty coffee and what Whole Foods did for natural and organic grocers. We could do that for vegetarian and vegan restaurants. So there is an opportunity here. It's a big challenge, but there was a lot of passion behind it. And so passion uh, overrode logic for sure. How big was that addressable market? This was like 15 years ago. So when you were looking at the vegetarian and vegan movement at the time, how big was it? Did you think you were going to have a large enough market to serve? No, no. If we're just going to serve vegetarians and vegans, the market was not large enough. It was nascent at the time, probably a few percentage points uh, in terms of the vegetarian vegan population back in 2005 and then six when we launched. But the vision was to take this type of food from the niche vegan vegetarian audience to mainstream health conscious eaters. That was the vision and the opportunity and the passion. And so that's what we set out to do. The way you're describing it, I would assume that there was a marketing strategy in place to get that done from the very early days. Is that the case? Figured it out, right? <laughs> <laughs> like anything, you start, you take that first step and then you have to start figuring out. For everything. sure. So you opened it, but I mean, we can talk. I mean, you've been doing it 15 years now, so I'm sure that the concept has certainly evolved over time. But in terms of positioning, when you guys initially came out, vegetarians and vegans were going to be all about it, right? And they were already mm -hmm. somewhat exposed to it, especially in LA because of concepts like Real Food Daily. And this is just a more accessible version of that, more accessible price point, yep. ease of operation. But in terms of marketing to a larger audience, what was that strategy in those earlier days? Yeah, great question. So there's two pieces to, I think, bringing this brand to life and bringing that audience in to try Veggie Grill that I served as well. First and foremost, we spent a lot of time up front and I spent a lot of time myself educating myself on how do you build a consumer brand? Because it was out of my past experience. And I did go back to a lot of the, my business school colleagues who are in the consumer branded world and try to understand the thought process they had and some of their frameworks and went back to some of my old branding books and read a lot of additional brand and marketing books. So really, self-educated myself on how do you bring a brand to life. And one of the key first steps was, hey, you got to define what this brand is, what its personality is. And through a process, uh, came back with six keywords, fun, friendly, familiar, clean, crisp, contemporary. Like everything we did from the name to the menu to how the interior looked, had to go through that filter. Fun, friendly, familiar, clean, crisp, contemporary. Even Veggie Grill, calling it Veggie Grill, that was a big decision. And we were playing with other names. At first, I didn't like the idea of Veggie Grill because we weren't doing a lot of grilled vegetables. It was more about the meat analogs in traditional American sandwiches and burgers. And so we were looking at concepts, you know, names that had vegetarian in them. Another thing that served me well is I was the audience. Like I was that health conscious 30 plus year old that was trying to eat better, still wanted to enjoy their food, needed something convenient. And all my friends were in that same demo. Now, I had this list of a hundred people that I would run and I would send emails out to like, Hey, what do you think of this ABC? Which one do you like better? I think I was smart enough also to know, Hey, that majority wins. I have a certain worldview, but I need to 
figure out what brand is going to have the broadest appeal within the audience I'm targeting. And a friend came back to me and said, I don't like this vegetarian in the name. We're thinking about calling it the vegetarian grill. Sounds like it's just for vegetarians. Yeah. But veggie is like really fun and friendly and everybody loves veggies. I'd think about calling it the veggie grill. Well, maybe reconsider, right? Okay. It's like, <laughs> that makes sense. And so I went back to my partners and gave them the same pitch. And so through a process, we came up with Veggie Grill as the name. We had our brand personality, fun, friendly, familiar, along with the clean, crisp, contemporary that we wanted it to look when you walked in the door. So I've gotten enough focus, understand, hey, you have to have a brand personality that you bring to life in a certain way. And that was the way we were going to bring it to life, starting with the brand name and then how we designed the menu, what we put on the menu. We really focused on uh, familiar American classics, Santa Fe crispy chicken, Reuben, everything that people are like, mm, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I give it a try. Right. That was the goal. It's like, okay, well, it sounds pretty good. Let me give it a try. It sounds good, but a little different. It's like veggies. It's you. At the time we were making our own tempeh and seitan. And then we decided to call it wheat meat instead of seitan to make it sound a little more familiar. But yeah, anything that made it fun, friendly, and familiar, we did on the menu and had the picture of the juicy burger. We put that on the window. Because a big piece, I think everybody knows in the restaurant world, is you get a lot of people, if you're in the right location, walking by. And so one of your biggest forms of marketing is just your appeal to those people walking by. So we did a lot of work to hopefully appeal to as many people as we could to just take a look, look at our menu and say, hmm, I'll give it a try. And then number two was we knew that traditional marketing wasn't going to work. Like at the time, at least 80% of people who heard veggie grill would say, yeah, it's not for me. I'm not into veggies. So like marketing veggie grill was in a traditional sense, whether it's newspapers, mailers, et cetera, just didn't make sense for us because without trying our food, we would only appeal to a certain small subsegment. So we did everything in terms of, we called it food and mouth. We did a lot of trial, as much sampling as we could just outside our restaurant and starting to treat local offices to lunches and just everything we could do to change people's perceptions and say, wow, you should go try veggie grill. You wouldn't believe how great this vegetarian food can taste. So that was a big piece of it. And the second piece of it was we had this small subsegment that was small, but really loved us and wanted to spread the word. And so we did everything possible to help them spread the word. We had our veggie grill virgin days where we say, hey, bring a friend who hasn't been to veggie grill. It's on us. You treat your office to lunch. Just send us an email and we'll create a catering tray that you can bring back to your office to treat them to veggie grill. So that was the foundation of our marketing plan, just all pure food and mouth and leverage our core fans or our passionate fans to help spread the word. It's really smart. Really, really smart. You think about most independent restaurateurs and they're spending money on Facebook ads. I mean, and I'm guilty of all of this myself and paying for influencers to come in when if the product is good enough, the lift is only getting the food in somebody's mouth. So it was really, really smart on your part. So you open I'm just going to assume because I've opened several restaurants. It was a shit show and then it was less of a shit show, right? And eventually it goes from being a disaster to a success. And then it's time to open the second location. What were the metrics that you used to decide it was time to open the second location? 
Yeah, so our story is actually a little different. Our first location came out of the gates pretty well. We got this location right across from UC Irvine that wasn't a great restaurant location. When we started looking for our locations, we knew we were targeting a health-conscious consumer. And so we had a map of every Whole Foods and Trader Joe's in Southern California, and we wanted something near one of those. And there was this location across from UCI right next to Trader Joe's that was just not a great, none of the bigger chains wanted it. It had cycled three or four concepts. But because it was next to a Trader Joe's and across from UCI, we're like, yeah, it works for us. And back at the time is another hard lesson I think people know in the restaurant world is when you're starting your first location without any credibility, <laughs> you're not going to get the best landlords to give you much time. And so we had to go to secondary location. Luckily, this one had enough attributes that worked for us. And all those kids walking by, they were, you know, that younger audience was really getting into the vegetarian side of things. And then the Trader Joe's audience, all these people were walking by, they came in and I had a great partner who had run a very similar restaurant before. So we had that piece dialed in. We did a pretty good job. Luckily, because I had some capital from my prior dot-com e-commerce company, we hired a great director of operations and my partner who had previously founded Native Foods, one of the early vegan restaurants. And so he knew what he was doing on the menu side. So that, and then we picked the right location. So we had the foundation of everything you need for a good restaurant. We had the restaurant ops nailed, we had a great menu, and uh, we had a great location. And so it worked great. And so within a few months, we started looking for our second location. So probably come that March. So we opened in November. I think by March, we were looking for our second location. Were you profitable out the gate? After a few months, yeah, at the restaurant level. I had myself and another partner started this and we were pure overhead. We weren't working in the restaurant. So we reduced our salary. But at the restaurant level, we were profitable. But at the company level, we weren't because we had put in extra overhead along with my partner who had founded Native Foods. And so we had four people in GNA for one restaurant. So, but we knew we wanted to scale. We had the capital and not a lot, but enough to put in that GNA. Luckily, the first one worked. People don't get a second chance in the restaurant world. That's part of the tough thing, right? And so luckily we were careful enough around the brand and I brought the right partner in on the food and we made a good decision on the location. Prior to the pandemic, I could barely use my iPhone. I'm a restaurateur, not a tech guru. But over the last two years, we've seen that tech can play a vital role in helping us make more money and save money. And that tech can show up in some pretty unlikely places like your kitchen sink. Dawn Professional is a detergent and degreaser that can help reduce your labor expense and your overhead on cleaning supplies through leveraging the latest technological innovation in cleaning products. Dawn Professional Multi-Service Heavy Duty Degreaser is specifically formulated to cut grease two times faster versus the leading food service degreasers. While Dawn Professional Manual Pot and Pan Dish Detergent cleans 58% more pots and pans per sink, reducing sink changeover versus the leading competitor's professional dish soap. Save time and money by upgrading to Dawn Professional Manual Pot and Pan Dish Detergent and Dawn Professional Multi-Service Heavy-Duty Degreaser from PNG Professional. And so where I'm getting to is we found a location which is actually up near where I live. It's in El Segundo. I live in Manhattan Beach. And there was a new development coming that was being built called Plaza El Segundo. So this was 2000, 
seven. It was being built and there was going to be a big anchor Whole Foods in there. And I knew in my gut, hey, this is our demo. Like I lived here, all the people were trying to serve, you know, that professional 25 to 50 year old trying to eat better, willing to pay a little bit more, but still wants convenience. When I say a little bit more, a little bit more than Subway or McDonald's. This is our audience. We got a Whole Foods coming in here. This would be a great location for us. And so, and they had three pieces of the center, kind of this main center, and then this place they called the edge. And they were already full. And they had already had a, another vegetarian restaurant concept out of New York that they had put into the edge, kind of, but on the flagship piece of the edge. We flew out to Monterey where this conference was and pitched the owner on, Hey, you should bring veggie going. We were just had one unit in Irvine and nobody outside that specific trade area had heard of veggie grill. And it was a vegetarian being concept again, 2007. So this guy did think there was something to vegetarian vegan. And we had a couple of reviews like chef Jamie Gwen had done a great review on us. A few others in the OC specific areas. We showed them the reviews and say, we're right here. We're going to make this work. We're not out of New York. And so he got enough. So he said, I think I can fit you in if you take this spot way at the edge of the edge, <laughs> right? Where it had zero visibility. Then he was like, then I can re-merchandise this front street side to somebody else who wants it. That would work. We're like, yes, I'll take it, right? <laughs> yeah, so edge of the edge of this new place that had zero visibility. Nobody even knew it. So net net, we took it, we built it out. Whole Foods opened that summer. We opened the next January. The edge of the edge was still under construction when we opened. So net net, we opened the door. It was crickets. We're like, okay, okay, we screwed this one up. And oh man, and we got capital for one more location. And we got to get the next one right because this one we're screwed. But that was initial. But then we're like, we got to figure out how to make this work. And so we went back to kind of the grassroots marketing program. Like we didn't have that benefit we had at the UC Irvine location of all those kids walking by and all those people at Trader Joe's walking by. So we had to create our own awareness. And so we went to the same program I talked to you about before, getting our food in people's mouths, getting to the local offices, getting to our people who already were coming in to get them to bring the food to their local offices. And slowly but surely, every week, we started getting more and more people in. So we opened in January. And then by April, we're hitting the same numbers we were in Irvine. And that's when we kind of said, okay, we have something, right? We're in the edge of the edge. Nobody knows about us. Go, you know, People are coming and they're coming back. And this is the exact audience. These aren't students. Students are great, but that's a different demo. This is the exact demo that we're focused on, these health-conscious professionals who want great, delicious food that's convenient, but also they could feel good about eating. And so... Luckily, we got through it, but I was in a bad mood for a good two months straight. <laughs> to your point, my partner on the restaurant side said, hey, if you have great food, people will find us, they'll come and they'll come back. So you spent the better part of the last 15 years scaling Veggie Grill. And here we are almost 15 years later, and you decided to launch two new brands, Stand Up Burgers and Moss Veggie's Vegan Taqueria. It would have been so much easier just to keep scaling Veggie Grill than it is to create not one, but two new concepts. What was the motivation behind that? Yeah. So like anything, a confluence of factors comes together. There's a couple of different factors I'll point to. One is the world's ready. 
Now there's so much appetite for plant-based. Sure. Right. Veggie grill is the American classic grill version of plant-based. And so that our menu serves that restaurant theme with the sandwiches, burgers, bowls and salads and appetizers and kind of you know broader selection. But now the world's ready for pure burgers and shakes that are vegan and have the best selection of purely indulgent burgers and shakes. And we can't do that at Veggie Grill to have that full selection of burgers and shakes. And people want it. There's a need for it. It serves a younger audience. It helps our overall purpose and mission is to change American food culture for the better and help people begin advance and enjoy their plant-based food journey. And we can do it to a certain audience and occasion with Veggie Grill. With stand-up burgers, we hit a whole different audience and occasion. Those people who don't care about health, they just want a great burger and shake. But if they could do it in a way that they feel like they're standing up for the planet and the future and living by certain values, stand-up burgers will empower them to do that. And so we got really excited about that. That was a big factor. And then the factor is we also wanted to create a smaller version of Veggie Grill that was easier to operate, something we could bring to smaller footprints and have a lower initial startup cost that would allow us to bring it to smaller markets to, again, serve our purpose and mission, and then ultimately allow us to franchise it because it was easier to operate and a lower capex to get started. And franchising, again, serves our purpose and mission to really help the world begin advance and embrace their plant-based journey. And so that was really the confluence of key factors that came to saying, let's go for it. Let's start stand-up burgers. And then the third factor was we had shut down three locations at the height of COVID. And as we were getting ready to reopen them, we was like, hey, let's do it. Let's reopen them under this new brand. And so we did that. And it really did deliver against what we thought it could deliver. And so we're getting ready to open four to five this year and really start building that brand out as well. And then you asked about Moss Veggies as well. Mm-hmm. Moss Veggies, again, the world is ready for the classic American burger and shakes, purely plant-based. And the world's ready for a great Mexican plant-based concept. We had always done maybe one or two burritos or tacos could get on our menu at Veggie Grill, but we could not put a full selection on there because it would crowd out the traditional American grill theme and the sandwiches and burgers. And you can only stand for so many things in a consumer's mind. But when COVID hit and then when virtual restaurant brands became a viable concept, we looked at, hey, one, the world's ready for great Mexican vegan food. We can create it. Our core competency is working with these meat alternatives and marinating them and prepping them and delivering them in their best form that competes with their meat-based counterparts. We can do the same thing for Mexican. And we have done it, but now we can do it with a full selection of burritos, tacos, nachos, and bowls. And by having it be a virtual brand, we don't have to have it compete with the veggie grill menu. It's its old separate menu, separate concept. But the key there, right, because there's always this question and fear of trying to do too much. The key there is it fits within our overall purpose and mission helping people begin, advance, and embrace their plant-based journey and deliver the best the plant-based world has to offer. That's our mission under the broader purpose of helping to change American food culture for the better, right? Launching this additional restaurant theme in Mexican, you know, that's another really popular American restaurant category. So it serves our purpose and mission. 
and just as importantly, leverages our core competencies. We're the experts in working with the latest and greatest meat alternatives and doing all the prep and marinade and how to bring it to life. So we could do the same thing in burritos and tacos and do and deliver what we thought would be the best of the plant-based world in burritos, tacos. And so the confluence of virtual brands and our ability to deliver. And so we launched Moss Veggies Vegan Taqueria as a virtual brand and we marketed just a little bit to our existing audience and it really picked up a lot of great momentum. And now this year we're getting ready to do a lot more marketing of Moss Veggies to let people know, hey, when you're craving Mexican, you can get it. It's what we call authentic vegan Mexican. So we're you can tell we're proud of it. There's a lot of passion behind that too. So again, I think themes are you got to have passion behind what you're doing. You got to fit your overall purpose and mission. You got to have core competencies. Here we are 15 years later, we were at a time where we could launch these two new concepts. We had the infrastructure, we had the expertise, and I would never recommend doing it up front. (laughs) But we had 15 years under our belt with Veggie Grill. And now based on some of the things I mentioned, uh, Moss Veggies and Stand Up Burgers are kind of a subset of what we had been doing at Veggie Grill, but now with a focus to allow us to build out those subsets in a much more compelling way. Let's talk about the differences between the pros and the cons of a virtual brand versus a brick and mortar. Because I would think, especially for a concept like yours with a built-in market, that it would be really easy to expand nationally as a virtual brand. Is that part of the strategy to do both, to scale virtual while you're scaling brick and mortar? Yes, but this does come back to you can only do so many things at one time. So right now for this year, 2022, we are focused on three things. Bring, launch four to five new stand-up burgers in LA and New York. We've got already two leases signed and two to three more in the hopper. So the goal is, you know, to launch five locations takes a lot of work. And so we're going to get those five stand-ups launched and keep building out the stand-up brand and concept, leveraging what we've already got in Chicago and Berkeley. And then two, we're bringing veggie grills to college campuses. We've got a model, an optimized model that we put into UCLA that's working great there. And we're talking to several other universities and other non-traditional venues to bring veggie grill to those venues. So that's number two. And number three is to build awareness of Moss Veggies within all the markets it's already in, which is 30 markets where we have veggie grills. You can get Moss Veggies and most people in those markets don't know about Moss Veggies. So those are the three priorities for this year. And as we get through the end of this year, it very well could be, let's start taking Moss Veggies to other markets that purely as a virtual brand leveraging other people's ghost kitchens instead of our own kitchen as the ghost kitchen. You've got 15 years and three brands under your belt. I'm curious to know if you were to consult with an independent restaurateur, what advice would you have on launching a brand successfully? Yeah, so I would kind of step back and really say, first and foremost, what are you bringing to the world? And is it truly needed? And then do you have the passion, really deep down the passion to do everything you need to do to fill that need, which we all know as restaurateurs is a lot, right? So make sure you understand, hey, the world needs this and I'm ready to bring it to the world and then go for it. What do you think you got right? As an outsider coming into the industry and kind of nailing it right out the gate, what do you think you did that most independents don't that made you successful in an industry with such a high failure rate? Yeah, 
Well, I think first and foremost, I brought the right partners on, right? For me to learn how to run a restaurant, probably could have done it, but probably could have made a lot of mistakes along the way and uh, failed. Yeah, so probably would have failed, right? But learned how to do it through failure, right? <laughs> and if I was in my young 20s, maybe I could have done that. But I was 37 and it was a different stage of my life. I'd learned my lessons in tech that way. But I think ultimately you got to look at yourself and understand, hey, what am I good at? And I was good at kind of overall strategy and brand and understanding what consumers want and how to fulfill it and how to make sure we're testing to make sure we're fulfilling it in the right way. I was good at that. Luckily, I brought a great partner on who was great at delivering delicious plant-based food in a fun, friendly, approachable way. And that did not happen by accident. Found the restaurant we thought was doing the closest to what we wanted to create. Talked to Ray White, who was the owner of that restaurant, said, hey, we think what you're doing, we could take it to a much larger audience. If you we packaged it in a fun, friendly, familiar way, and did a few other things, and we'll help you find better locations, we'll put a better brand around it, we'll do all that. And we need a restaurant operating partner, we want you to be that, we'll put in the capital. And he came on board. And between myself, Kevin and Ray, we had a shared purpose and vision and values. And we defined all those up front. I'm a big fan of a book called Good to Great and Built to Last that provides a framework for defining your purpose your values and your vision. And we did that up front with Ray and Kevin and myself, and we were fully aligned. And we also had complementary skill sets. And that was the foundation that led to success. This is an industry podcast. And at the end of every episode, I like to give the guests an opportunity to speak directly to the audience. Do you have any advice or words of encouragement you'd like to offer? I'd say, yeah, you know, food certainly is a compelling industry. And food shapes culture. So I would encourage everybody out there who's in this industry to think about how do they continue to improve American food culture and how do they create concepts that do that? And I think what's great is there's a lot more consciousness now, right? Obviously around different aspects of the industry from the treatment of people to the treatment of animals, two big ones. And so. The more we can have concepts out there that are taking care of people, taking care of the animals and the planet, we need that, right? And that's what we stand for at Veggie Grill. We need more concepts to take all of those into account. And there's so many different restaurant categories out there and eating occasions. So look at where you can fill a big need based on your own core competencies, your own passion. Go for it. That's TK Pillen. For more on Veggie Grill, go to VeggieGrill.com. If you want to tell us your story, hear previous episodes, or check out our other content, go to restaurants.yelp.com forward slash full comp. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave us a review. A special thanks to Yelp for helping us spread the word to the whole hospitality community. I'm Josh Copel. You've been listening to Full Comp.